Hi, I'm Amy. Hi, I'm Kim. And this is Farm Vet Journal Club. Hi, I'm Amy. I graduated from the University of Liverpool in 2018. I spent three years working in Lancashire and have just moved to Yorkshire. Hi, I'm Kim. I also graduated from the University of Liverpool in 2018. I worked for a year in the New Forest and then have spent the last two years in a dairy-only practice in the Southwest. So Kim, what paper have you got for us today? So this week I have brought Measuring the Growth Rate of UK Dairy Heifers to Improve Future Productivity by uh, Baisley et al and that was published in 2015. Oh cool so tell me a bit about the paper. So it's um it was completed by a farm animal practice in the southwest it's the best place to be um and they enrolled a variety of their dairy herds either in a heifer monitoring program or like farms provided their own data um they had about three and a half thousand animals enrolled and they looked at growth rates from birth um, to up like 30 days, then up to like six months and looked at growth rates. And that was across uh, 20 farms. I think that's amazing that they got so many farms enrolled and they got quite a lot of data at different points. Yeah, it really is. I can't remember what the proportion was, but I think it's surprising to me that a lot of farms were doing this themselves. Um, I don't know about you, whether many of your farms would be measuring at that sort, those sort of intervals as well. Yeah, I just think it's um, really good that the farmers are taking responsibility and ownership on it themselves instead of it being a vet driven thing or a vet tech driven thing that farmers are wanting this information. So I don't know, that brings me a bit of hope. Yeah, definitely. And I think um, I have a bit of an opinion that cars are sometimes a little bit neglected on farm, not in terms of like actual neglect but as in then probably not the main focus of what's going on are they so definitely a lot of people just want milk in the tank yeah exactly and it's all about like forward planning and looking at the future isn't it so yeah I thought this was quite a good study to have a look at and also well we'll go through it a bit more but also to like report to farmers I thought um it might spur some of those farmers on that maybe aren't doing bits like this and could do a little bit more um so basically the findings of this study some of the key points uh they found that 78 percent of the heifers in the study did not reach pre-mating target weights to achieve an age at first calving of 24 months or under that's phenomenal isn't it that's an insane statistic how are they not reaching those targets that i just quite often assume farms are reaching yeah i think as well um there's been a lot of push with um milk contracts to really get your age at first calving average down to 24 months and like so obviously there's gonna be more of a push around this area I think in the future but it just makes me nervous that maybe people will be breeding these animals when they're not at the right weight as well so you're going to end up with like a lot of calving difficulties for those like first calving heifers but um so the fact that like yeah. nearly 80% of them aren't reaching that that's a huge worry isn't it yeah, and as much as I love carving a cow, I'd much rather she carved herself. <laughs> yeah, after my evening, I agree. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so that was like quite a big find. They also found that there was little or no growth found in the first seven days of life 
um, and there was a low growth rate uh, up to 30 days old which was now that stat really surprises me because that's when the calf's like feed conversion is at its like highest and they're yeah. getting zero growth in those first seven days what is happening to that calf why is it growing um yeah that's really surprising I found that I don't know if most farmers would they know that that's going on do you think that they sort of realize that I don't know to be fair the seven days is probably a little bit soon to know what's going on but the 30-day growth rate average daily growth rate was 0.15 and obviously we're aiming for like kind of 0.8-ish aren't we so and like you were saying with the feed conversion efficiency that's just a huge loss of um potential really yeah it's a massive loss of potential of easy potential and achievable potential yeah so i think and this is a favorite topic of mine and dairy heifer feeding is like such a minefield and like a really fun thing to get involved in on farm as well I think yeah I always um, am slightly horrified when a lot of feed bags say only feed two liters twice a day yeah it's a bit of an old school like thought process isn't it so what other points did you find in the paper so they also found that the differences between the heifers the most difference was between different farms so there was like farm clustering which I thought was quite like a positive point to make it wasn't that it wasn't that heifers under the same sort of environment environmental pressure so on the same farm were getting drastically different growth rates it was more like a farm specific thing which kind of goes to show that maybe some of those farms were doing things slightly better or had like fewer disease pressures or something like that and that's kind of I think more positive because it shows that if you can try and change some of those environmental pressures then hopefully you're going to get a bit of a better growth rate potentially. Exactly it makes me want to go to those farms and be like right what are you doing well let's see how we can push this and then you can take that information back to some of your farms that maybe aren't doing so well with their heifer rearing and their heifer growth and be like right what can we push what can we do better these farms are doing this and it's making a statistical difference. No, definitely. Um, I have like one example from our own clients and they had basically had their heifers in like a like a cave and <laughs> they shared a lot of airspace with like bulling heifers and also kind of milking cows really. They were quite close to the collecting yard and they like moved all of their um, calves out into, it was, it's meant to be like a roofed silage pit and they've moved them all out there and honestly the difference in them in like the six months is crazy. And I think it just goes to show like the environmental pressure was just way too much. And I think they're growing, growing like stink now, which is great. So <laughs> a point that the paper made was it was just basically saying that farmers invest um, quite a lot into proving like herd genetics. And I definitely feel like that's um, like something that we do on our farms a lot. We look at genetic reports and things like that. But then it's this is such an area like this paper about growth rates is such an area that we could look at more um to make sure that those animals that we're putting the really good genetics into actually make it into the herd because otherwise it's all a bit pointless isn't it if you're not sort of pushing them but if you're not if they're not growing and they're not meeting those targets then it's kind of pointless i think your money and your effort would be better spent getting your calves fit and well and at the targets they need to be before you bring in the genomics yeah exactly and also there's I mean I think we're only really touching on it 
a bit now I mean I might be wrong but there's a lot of well there's a lot of interest into like epigenetics isn't there and even if you've got the genetic potential there unless you've got that environment of like good nutrition those genetics aren't going to actually reach their full potential anyway I love epigenetics yeah. I think it's absolutely insane what epigenetics can do epigenetics for the win So Kim, what are your main take-home messages from this paper? I have come up with three main points. So I think the fact that there's such a wasted feed conversion efficiency um, in the first 30 days with that low growth rate of uh, 0.15 is probably like my main one that will stick in my head the most, if that makes sense. And then they also found that if you have poor growth rates up to six months old, then you're, they're less likely to reach their pre-breeding target. So it's quite an indicator, even at six months, how well they're going to be like grown by like that 14, 15-ish months old. And then they also found that monitoring growth rates could help farms benchmark and potentially reduce their rearing costs. And we didn't really get into that too much today, did we? But the obviously rearing cost of heifers is huge. And I think we can kind of point out and talk about rearing costs and maybe the benefits of using growth rates i mean i could be wrong but aren't rearing uh costs the second most variable cost on a farm after feed yes they are so if we could control that and try and improve that surely that can only be a good thing for the farmer so it's showing an improvement by monitoring these weights we're showing an improvement in the actual production of the herd and actually also the economics of the herd yeah so many wins wins all round um so do you think you like from reading this paper will you have conversations on farms about any of these bits do you think do you think it's relatable to day-to-day life it makes me want to create a calf club and go out and measure some weights on farms and then compare uh, say birth weights 30 days and six months and then actually feed back feed this back to the farmers to be like look these are the numbers we've got. These are the targets. This is how we can improve. Yeah. I think it's a really useful, it's a really simple tool that can be implemented easily on farm. Yeah. And just a really good oh. reminder as well, isn't it, this paper, that it's it's not great at the moment and there's like gains to be made, basically. Literal gains. <laughs> Literal gains. <laughs> it's not new science. It's not anything that we don't already know but it's highlighting the importance of feed conversion and yeah. making sure your animals are fit and healthy and getting that weight on so they can achieve those targets i like it let's do it amy and i will catch you next week yes see you next week kim bye bye